Welcome to Bite Size Jazz, a podcast with a taste of new albums and new artists. If you're in a listening rut, you've come to the right place because you can check out a new album in less than 10 minutes with an inside scoop from the artists themselves. Learn more by checking us out at bitesizejazz.com or by following us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for listening. Today we've got two pianists on the show, Joe Alterman and Les McCann. Les and Joe started as mentor and protege, but over the last decade they've become close friends. It began in 2012 when Joe opened for Les at the Blue Note in New York. That's one of the nicest clubs around, perfect audience, and they have good hamburgers. While Les remembers the hamburgers, Joe remembers... I was sound checking when Les came in the club, and he came up to me and he said, play me some blues. <laughs> I was nervous, but I tried, and uh, after a few minutes he said, amen, and he said, what's your name? And I said, Joe Alterman. He said, are you a rabbi? And I said, no. <laughs> they've spoken almost every other day since that gig. Even though Les is bedridden now, they've still been composing songs together over the phone. One of their co-written songs, Don't Forget to Love Yourself, is even featured on Joe's latest album, The Upside of Down. Originally, Les had been inspired to rewrite the Kentucky State song. I'm from Kentucky, and I have never liked the state song because of its uh, little attitude that they had about the races there. I said, it's about time somebody writes some new music for that. But it turns out that someone else beat him to it and had already rewritten the lyrics. So instead of presenting a new state song, Les turned over his melody to Joe Alterman to work his magic. We had the song together, and then, Les, you said, Joe, think on a title. I thought back to your, your voicemail machine before you went into the rehab center, and I was always, hi, this is Les, it's time to get to the phone, but don't forget to love yourself. There you go, there you go. <laughs> That's it, yeah kind of left his scene too it's like a motto <laughs> Now you may recognize Les McCann from his recordings with saxophonist Eddie Harris, particularly their album Swiss Movement, recorded live at the Montreux Jazz Festival, which includes tracks like Cold Duck Time and Compared to What. Now it's a great album, but Les is particularly proud of his own album, Invitation to Openness. It was recorded in 1971 with 15 musicians and released on the Atlantic label. It was a concept and an idea, and it wasn't written down. And it wasn't stone, you know, it was, this is what we're going to do. Everybody has the freedom to do what you want to do. There's no, no, no have-tos, except for one instrument was the bass, and it was 15 people on the date. And it was one of the best experiences I've I've ever had. Les was first inspired by the idea of open improvisation during his youthful days at church. The church his family attended was just up the street from their home, and they attended two or three times a week. At the church, on a certain night, they would go early, the older women, and they would be uh, very little light, and somebody would start singing, talking about their day or their week. Oh, Lord, 
It's been so hard this week. Gotta take care of business and my family. <laughs> and then someone else would cut in. But when they all came in, oh my God. I was in mm. heaven. I didn't even know what was happening to me. I never heard <laughs> anything like that. But I never forgot it. That's the main thing. Les knew that deep down he would do the same thing one day, but on a bigger scale. What they did was what I did on Invitation to Open This. It was also partially inspired by a party at Frank Zappa's house. One night on one of my games, this guy walks up to me and he says, My name is, what's his name, Joe? Frank Zappa. He said, Well, I'm having a party tomorrow night and I want you to be there. So I get to the party, there are 300 people there. But each person, as they walked in the door, was given an instrument. I heard all these people playing together, but in spite of the so-called confusion and noise, I heard beautiful music. Now, Frank Zappa isn't the only big-name musician that Les knew. He's got some great stories about jazz legends that we all know. One time, Miles Davis asked Les if he would be willing to have a talk with his son. So I'm standing out on the street waiting for him to show up. He pulls up and says, come on, get in and take me to the airport. I said, what? Take me to the airport? He said, my son lives in St. Louis. I said, I ain't going to no <laughs> St. Louis. What's wrong with you? You said, my son needs to hear from you. Oh, no, 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 no. I ain't going nowhere. Uh. Or there was the time that Coleman Hawkins called Les to play a gig. Les responded with, uh, I don't know a lot about your music. I just love you. He said, but don't worry about it. I don't want you to play my hit because I don't hate that song now. Body and soul. He said, I'm not going to play it again. <laughs> Anybody ask you why you we're on the stage to play that song, tell them you don't know it. I said, all right. <laughs> so one night we're playing in Toronto, Canada, packed out in the middle of the music. We're cooking. We're having a beautiful time. A half-drunk individual comes up to the stage, leans over and grabs my arm while I'm playing. From the floor, he grabs my arm. He says, play body and soul. I said, uh, I, I don't know that. He said, that's a damn lie. You know you know it. I can even be playing with him and not know it. And he wouldn't leave me alone. He kept pulling and grabbing. And it went on about 10, 15 minutes. Now he's getting ready to get up on the stage. And uh, before I knew it, uh, my man, Cole Hopkins, took a picture of water and smashed him over the head, knocked him out cold, spit his head wide open, blood everywhere, ambulance, <laughs> off to the hospital, so we never had to play the song. A lifetime of writing music and playing with other musicians has taught Les a few things.
and he's passed on some of those lessons to other pianists, like Joe Alterman. When I met him, I just wanted to learn how to play like him, and I think and learn, getting, to know, getting to know him, I've learned that it's so much more than just the notes. <laughs> and, you know, my takeaway was that I'm never going to sound like him because we haven't lived the same life. But I've lived a cool kind of cool life. So I should lean more into that. So instead of trying to be a second best Les McCann, be a number one Joe Alterman. And he's really impressed that on me. And uh, the gift, too, is not just, just the piano. It's, it's who you are. Before, I would separate myself from the music. And now I really see it's the same thing. It's a musical journey and a self-discovery journey. If you're interested in learning more about either Les McCann or Joe Alterman, you can head to the episode description for a link to their websites and a link to stream or purchase their albums. And if you want to support the podcast and the work we do to spread the word about new artists, there is a link to buy me a coffee below. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for listening to Bite Size Jazz.